You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Well, uh, so this is our debut podcast uh, for Glass City Church. Um, This is the Glass City Church Podcast. Uh, And our heart behind the podcast is really to dive deeper uh, into not only topics uh, that have been that will come up in sermons by Glass City, but also in, uh, well, really, our culture, um, to be able to have a dialogue uh, about the current things of uh, the current Christian climate and culture of Toledo. Uh, Good alliteration. Did you like that? Yeah. Uh, current Christian, yes, three Cs. Uh, and uh, to, again, primarily dive deeper into uh, the sermons um, to extrapolate on points that could not be really expanded upon uh, within a 40-minute sermon. So that's the hope of the, the podcast. Jeff, did you have any thoughts? I'm just here, man. I'm here. I'm here to, I'm here to talk, to, Excellent. to philosophize, to... To sermonize? Uh, no, that's what I. I don't. I don't. Uh, no, this is this is after the sermonizing. So, so. post sermonization. Okay. Let's, we'll say that. We'll say that. How's that sound, Mike? Uh, sound good? Yeah, Mike. Mike's Mike's on the ones and twos over there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so many of you who don't know who we are. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm an intern at Glass City Church. Uh, and Jeff, did you want to introduce yourself? I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm the lead pastor. Uh, uh, and whatever else needs to be done. Excellent. Yeah. Ditto. Uh, so really, uh, one thing that's been on my heart, uh, lately, uh, is when people ask me, so if I haven't seen people in a while, old friends, uh, that I haven't seen for a couple of years or a few months or, uh, what have you, that the question always arises of where you're going to church now. Mm. Um, and one thing that I, I would say I'm going to Glass City Church is what I say, and a lot of blank stares oftentimes when that happens. Uh, not many people know who we are, uh, know what we do, um, and so this is a podcast to kind of give a culmination of the history of Glass City Church, uh, wanting to uh, just share how we see God working uh, in this next season uh, of life at our church, and also to show uh, what God has done in the past um, to as Psalm 77 says, remember the deeds of the Lord, um, that we can remember and look back and reflect on what God has done and is doing at our church. And so, um, so the way that best way I know how to do that is just to ask some questions. I haven't been at glass city for more than two years. Uh, but Jeff, obviously you've been lead pastor for some time now, uh, since the whole time, right? <laughs> it's true. Uh, and so, uh, some just, Basic question. I don't know how else to jump in besides jumping in. So, uh, so Jeff, I, what were some of the culminating events that led Glass City Church uh, to form? What was the what was the catalyst uh, for you that the Lord uh, put on your heart to start Glass City Church? Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's that's something I've been thinking about today um, because we're in April. We'll actually been around for ten years. And so, um, praise God, that's awesome. I know it's kind of crazy, honestly. So, um, I guess I, I trace it back to, um, well, back in 2002, I actually began in, in ministry, vocational ministry, um, as a, as a worship leader for college ministries and, and, uh, mainline churches and things like that. It wouldn't be uncommon for me to do four or five worship 
gatherings, like do the do the music uh, every week uh, with my faithful wife, uh, packing up my gear as we got ready to go to the next place, uh, which was sometimes right after the first place. And yeah. so, um, and then in 2007, I, I moved out to Indianapolis and uh, was a worship pastor out there. Began studying theology for the first time, which is is interesting yeah. to think that five years after in, uh, I was in, in vocational ministry, I actually got my first systematic theology and um, got some commentaries and started actually digging in deeper um, and really felt God uh, calling me to preach. Um, I've always been very comfortable in front of people. I've always enjoyed kind of explaining uh, Christian uh, faith, you know, whether it's to a non-believer or, or to somebody who's just struggling or whatever. Um, always had a real uh, just love for um, just communicating with people uh, out of the Bible. And um, and so in 2008, I actually made a trip back to um, Toledo, which is where I was born and raised, uh, just to talk with some area pastors about maybe things, you know, things that were going on in, in, yeah. the, in the church in Toledo overall. And there was a sense that... Um, you know, there there was a uh, a sense that there there could be uh, opportunity um, for you know a church that is very theologically uh, conservative, but 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 culturally more. And when I say liberal, I know that's a dirty word to the you know people who. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't I don't really want to get into that, but um, <laughs> and and so and that really seemed to to fit kind of my giftings uh, because I, I love the Bible and I and I you know I, and I don't want to be. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to waver. I don't want to let culture inform my faith, mm-hmm. um, but I do want to let culture inform how uh, how how we reach others with our faith. Yeah. And and so um, I think there were three or four uh, pastors, you know, elders around here um, that I was speaking with, and and uh, yeah, that was kind of the kind of the the conclusion we came to. And so I prayed about it. My wife prayed about it. Um, you know. Uh, my mom had been uh, talking with me about, you know, about the Bible and things like that. And, and you know, I honestly, I, I wanted to I wanted to have a, a, a church where my mom uh, could come, uh, but I also wanted to have a church where my unsafe friends could come. And so um, we moved back here in, uh, in 2008 uh, in the fall and began a Bible study with some other ministry people that I had known in the past, a youth guy that I uh, had worked with in the past and, and some people from the college ministry. And we just started studying the Bible together and that started to grow. And, um, you know, all this whole time, my wife and I both work in day jobs, um, just to, just to, to pay the bills. And, and, uh, yeah, that, that just kind of, uh, we, we, it was something that we, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not very good at administrative stuff. And so, you know, we didn't have like a, a, a 10 step plan figured out. We didn't have a 10 year plan. We didn't have a 10 yeah. month plan, 10 day plan figured out. Um, but we just studied the Bible and, and tried to love people, uh, tried to meet as publicly as we could in terms of like when, when the guys would get together, we'd always try to meet in a public place. Um, or I'd, you know, I'd get together and have, you know, discipleship, uh, sessions with guys, uh, at Starbucks, which is so cliche for the church, but, um, or, you know, just, uh, we'd go to Red Lobster and, uh, eat as many shrimp as we can during shrimp fest while talking about the Bible. Of course. And, um, it just, it just so happened we were meeting in a basement, uh, in West Toledo and then we outgrew that basement. And so, um, at that point, it was like, okay, it's time to get serious about this. And mm-hmm. so we did like, you know, we filed our uh, articles of incorporation. I had to meet with a lawyer, which again is so not my skill set at all. Um, yeah. Definitely not not the administrative guy, but um, yeah, just kind of kind of formalized it. We didn't have, uh, we didn't have like a sending church, which if I, if I had to look back, I'd probably uh, never recommend that for anybody. 
Um, but I've always kind of been, I, I've always loved starting new things. Um, I've always uh, just, just really enjoyed seeing things grow from scratch. And so that's just what we did. And uh, we started meeting at a retirement home. Yeah. Uh, because one of our uh, one of our founding families, uh, the the wife uh, was an administrator there, and they had a chapel they weren't using, and so we had, uh, you know, we actually had some of the residents there come down, and um, a lot of them. Uh, it was it was just interesting to to kind of <laughs> see the to see the contrast, but um, yeah, and so that that's just that's you know it was just a, a sense of calling, um, also an opportunity that 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 calling seemed to uh, dovetail with pretty nicely, yeah. um, and then just you know feeling a confirmation from other pastors that saw the gifting and and the calling on my life. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's, you know, we, we, we just kind of grew little by little. I mean, it's always been a slow growth because, um, that's just how God has been doing that in our, in our church. But, uh, 10 years later, you know, we're a self-sustaining, um, you know, uh, plurality of elders, uh, you know, people who, uh, who love Jesus and love, love the church. And, you know, for for me, just the fact that God has, has sustained us this long is is, is super encouraging. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's that's really you know, there's no formula. There's no this is not going to make a bestseller uh, <laughs> book or anything like that. It's just yeah. like, hey, we got together, studied the Bible, you know, loved each other, held each other accountable. You know, watched the Office after Bible study every Thursday night. Yeah, our first membership, um, we we had uh, we had uh, a a local company, um, a sporting goods store, make us Dundies. Um, if, if, if you're familiar with <laughs> yeah. uh, those those little guys, I still have mine uh, on my on my mini fridge in my office. And uh, so some of the first members of our church have Dundies, uh, which is super That's exciting awesome. to me. What's even cooler about that? One of the guys who just came to Christ not too long ago, yeah, used to work in that store during that time, so he probably made those for us. Oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of nutty. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, that's awesome. I mean, being able to see God's faithfulness taking us from very small, uh, very uh, small Bible study to an actual full blown church mm-hmm. um, and congregation um, is encouraging. That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, talk about you said earlier uh, wanting to have a church that's theologically sound and conservative mm-hmm. um, while also writing uh, the maybe writing is a bad word, but also wanting to have a uh, culturally relevant congregation and also uh, ministry uh, style. Mm-hmm. Um, and so could you talk about a little bit more on some of the culminating uh, doctrine and uh, theology, et cetera, that made Glass City what we are today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, right around uh, 2007, 2008, um, like I said, I started really getting getting deep into theology and just, just seeing um, seeing, you know, reading stuff from guys like, uh, like, um, Charles Spurgeon, uh, really got into John Piper at that point, uh, just really enjoyed, uh, the way that he was able to articulate some, some pretty, you know, some pretty difficult, uh, doctrines, you know, doctrines of grace, you know, the solas, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, because at that point I hadn't really considered it. And actually it was a guy, it was the youth pastor at the church in Indy who asked me the question, he's like, did you choose God or did God choose you? Yeah. And I was like, what? I've never even thought about things in those terms. And so yeah. that that started to kind of, um, you know, I, I read uh, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God by J.I. Packer. You know, I read Calvin's mm-hmm. Institutes. Um, I got a couple of different translations because the first one was way too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, just uh, and this was right around the time that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Colin Hansen had, had uh, published um, 
um, uh, what is it? Uh, restless reformed. Uh, I forget what it is. Restless and reformed. Yeah, it's like it's like something restless and reformed. I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the emergent church thing was going on. That may have been before before your your kind of consciousness consciousness on what was you know going on in, in church culture. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of like. And, and this is something; it's not new, but it's it was just kind of the latest uh, round of it, or it was like you know the emergent church. You know, you had you had guys who were like kind of denying uh, the the uh, the inerrancy of scripture. You mm-hmm. had like the Jesus seminar, where yeah. they would have guys who you know they'd pick something that Jesus said, and then they would evaluate whether or not he really said it, or if he may have said it, or it sounds like something he may have said, or yeah, and, and all Some of that. Some heavy water right there. And, and so, well, and, and that and that forced me to start taking some some stands in my head mm-hmm. about you know well, what do I believe about the Bible and, and and at that point you know once you once you start to really go down that road um, I mean it's a uh, you know it's it just it just affects everything else it permeates um, and so yeah. yeah so theologically we are conservative we believe the Bible's true you know it's inerrant it's sufficient it's it's uh, it's timeless but it's also timely you know I mean mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of even even churches that I, I remember interviewing with a church from a certain denomination, where they asked me for my position on on this on the Bible, yeah. and I told them, and they said, "Well, we're okay with that, but you may not be okay with our position because we believe that you know, yes, it's a good book and everything." And this is like a this is like a mainline denominational church, yeah. um, and I was like, "This kind of blew me away because I hadn't even really." been aware of that yeah and so scary yeah so we're theologically conservative we believe the bible we believe you know we're, we're reformed in our in our in our doctrine um we are baptistic in our in our baptisticness uh yes. where you know we we, we we baptize believers um we do full immersion um we are but when you you said uh, culturally relevant um and i would even i would even tweak that a little bit to say we, we want to be culturally like aware yeah, and so you know, we 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 try to to um, meet the way that Jesus met people where they were at. You know, mm-hmm. and this is I'm not comparing us to Jesus that we're doing it nearly as well as he did. Um, but I want to meet people where they're at. I want to go into places that that other believers don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it may be you know risky. Um, and I want to encourage our people to do that too. Um, I don't wear a suit when I preach for the most. Actually, yesterday I wore matching trousers and and, and blazer. But for the most part, you know, we try to keep it. Um, just a, a place, first and foremost, for believers to to come and to worship God and to be together. But I also would I, I've 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 loved seeing non-believers come into our come into our Sunday morning gathering even and and not feel like they're not part of the club because they don't know the right aerobics to do. Yeah. Or they're not you know they don't have the 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 they're not in inside you know what I mean like there's a bunch of inside not jokes but inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean that. As long as we're honoring God and we're and we're you know not compromising on our on our theological or uh, you know uh, the the other things that, that that God calls us to um, when He calls us to worship Him, um, you know I, I I don't have a problem with people showing up. We had a guy who showed up in shorts every week, and it was like February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and he felt comfortable doing that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that that was that to me was was pretty darn cool. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we've had guys who were homeless show up before, I mean, you know, for, for weeks and weeks on end yeah. and, and, and feel comfortable doing that. And, um, it credit to our people that they accepted him and welcomed him. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty exciting to me. Yeah. I think to rip off, not rip off, but to summarize Spurgeon, I think that he had a really good quote, uh, that says that obviously the 
congregation is first and foremost, like you said, for the believer um, to be encouraged, to be trained up, rebuked, uh, encouraged, etc. Um, but also that there should be enough of the gospel to save uh, an unbeliever who would to be to come into uh, the the service. Um, and so that's that's encouraging. Well, and um, the bottom line for me is is and this is this is again to to. Nothing that we say is ever going to be new. I mean, everything that's, yeah. that's, that could be said has been said. But um, one of my convictions is I don't want anything. I don't want. I don't want somebody who walks in off the street to choke on anything before they choke on the gospel. Yeah, because the gospel is going to choke them. You know, like yeah. the gospel is. You know, you need a savior. You know, you are not sufficient on your own. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, from the way that we we do music to the way that we do greeting to the way that we, you know, um, you know, everything we do is intentional. Um, even even our stage setup and backdrop and all that stuff is 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 symbolic of something that we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of doors on the back of our stage. Yeah. Okay. That is because there are there are you know there are all kinds of. Um, situations that people are coming through to come to our church, mm-hmm. and, and and so we 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 did that um, as a means of like, look, you know, not everyone's going to be that nice, finished, you know, polished oak door, yeah. you know, that that's not the door they're coming through. They may be coming through a pretty jacked up door to come into our church, and um, you know, as far as their life is concerned, and and, and we want them to be welcome too. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so. Uh, and so we are uh, in the Southern Baptist Convention. It's true. Yeah, we're part of the Northwest Ohio Baptist Association under the uh, Bishop Steve Long. As I, he doesn't actually go by Bishop, but I like <laughs> to call him that whenever he, whenever he takes me out to lunch. It's his formal title. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, that that didn't that didn't happen until later. I think it was 2013 or 2014. I should probably know that, but I got ordained in our in the in the SBC, um, and uh, they actually through through uh, through a friend of mine. Uh, they they were looking uh, for other church planting churches, like churches that wanted to to be multiplying churches, um, and so uh, yeah, I had a couple of couple of meals with him, and um, you know, just he he asked me to explain kind of where we're coming from and our history, and you know, he, he I, I had some references, you know, people that were vouching for me. Thank goodness I had the money to pay them, and um, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding about that, but. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty interesting because my wife actually comes from Southern Baptist roots. Her grandfather was actually a, a Southern Baptist preacher, a pretty yeah. prominent one down in the Cincinnati area back in you know back last last century. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know that that's not necessarily um, the the tribe uh, that people would have associated me with when I show up. You know, yeah. I've spoken at different different you know annual meetings and. And things like that, and I've got you know I've got my ears pierced, I've got tattoos, you know my hair's nev- never laying down flat, and uh, you know I got a lot of looks, you know towards the beginning of that, and I'm still kind of like the 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 young kind of weird guy, the uh, oddity, right? Yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> I'm 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 special, so uh, but no, it, and and we've really enjoyed our partnership with them, you know we've we've gotten to serve our association musically, and like I said, I've spoken at stuff before, and. We actually last year, my wife and I got to um, represent our association down at the Tennessee Baptist State Convention. Yeah, uh, their their Baptist Summit, I think it was called. And I got to preach at this little. Oh man, it was it was cool. It was in Carthage, Tennessee. Uh, it was it wasn't little. I mean, there are there are a few hundred people there. Yeah. But I mean, uh, in terms of uh, you know, it was small town small town Baptist. And uh, and I come from like not really refined at all. And and so, uh, but they were super kind and and. Uh, Got lots of hugs and handshakes, so that was nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. 
So, so what has uh, God shown you, uh, both in in your personal ministry and also, uh, so the ministry of the church, I should say, and also your personal walk mm. uh, with Him since you started Glass City. <laughs> we started Glass City ten years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and I'll try to I'll try to uh, try to think of you know as many things as I can. Um, so the first thing is is that like really and truly if 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 we're not and this sounds so cliche but it's you know it's true so everyone needs to say it uh and that is that you know like when because church planners you know a lot of times we think about um you know we think about what does it mean to be successful and 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 that's you know for for guys especially uh like me um you know it's like i want to know that what i'm doing matters you know and it's it's the whole you know so the first thing is it's not about me yeah uh that's what god has shown me uh both in my in my personal walk and and uh, as the pastor of glass city planter of glass city is it's not about me you know it doesn't matter um when, when it when it comes to you know if, if i if i can get recognition or if i can get a pat on the back um really doesn't matter um yeah. you know uh, i think it's mac Max Styles, he's a uh, he was over in Dubai. Uh, he's a super just faithful brother. He's a he's a good guy, uh, and I heard him talk about what ministry success looks like. Um, yeah. It was during a, t- a period of my life where I was kind of struggling a little bit with, you know, feeling uh, just you know feeling like what I was doing the right thing and asking God if this is still what He has for me. Yeah, and he said, you know, the the definition of ministry success is faithfulness. It's not it's not numeric. It's not monetary. It's not you know. It's it's not quantifiable uh, by human standards. The, the the definition of ministry success is, is faithful, faithful service to the Lord and faithful service to His church. Um, Eugene Peterson, who just passed away recently, you know, it's 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 all about you know, uh, it, it's it's you know faithfulness. It's it's uh, obedience in the same direction. Yeah. Um, the the fact that God has sustained me for ten years almost. Um, is is just evidence of the fact that it's not about me because uh you know i don't think that anybody in their own power in their own um you know will you know whatever uh will um will survive because because we've got enemies that are that are coming up against us uh all christians and then leaders in particular have a have a seem to have a target painted on their back you know um and so that's that's some the first thing I learned is not about me, and the second thing I learned is it's all about Jesus. You know, everything that we do, say, um, pray, uh, the reason, uh, the why, you know, is, is Jesus. The how is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and and so, um, you know, and again, I'm not trying to give Sunday school answers. This is just you know, I've been in ministry for 16 years now. I'm turning 40 next month. You know, I've got a wife and two girls. Um, and it's all about Jesus, and I'm not saying that I always make it about Jesus, but yeah. but when I don't, that's uh, that that's when that's when things start to go south. That's when you take it's like Peter walking on the water. You take your eyes off of Jesus, you start to sink, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's really you know, that's not just a story. Yeah, like that's a that's a spiritual like reality. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, what was uh, so this? I mean, this kind of what has God shown me that I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's shown me that I that I that I love things other than him. Sometimes um, yeah. he's shown me um, that that uh, you know it is it is just so so important uh, that that we find our fulfillment and identity and affirmation and security in him because there's 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 none none other than him to be found. Um, and again, I've learned that through trying to find it other places at times. Um, yeah. You know, thank. 
thank God, you know, I've got a, a solid marriage and, and, and my kids are, you know, they're doing well. Um, but man, if I tried to find my identity or security in my marriage or my kids, uh, I would be very, very frustrated because yeah. they're not designed to take that kind of worship upon themselves. Yeah. So, um, also I've learned to change your guitar strings at least the night before. Uh, I also lead worship. Um, and, uh, Otherwise, you get Mike looking at you sideways like, hey, man, um, Mike's our, our lead guitar player in our worship band, and he's he's just outstanding at what he does. And so uh, I think it was on Sunday, he's like, yeah, something was a little off. I'm like, yeah, my B string was, you know, flat, and that's because uh, I changed my strings this morning. So yeah. that's something that, that's practical. Yeah, that's practical. Uh-huh. Uh, so kind of piggybacking off that question, I mean, what have been some of the uh, biggest hurdles or challenges uh and he touched a little bit on that, um, obviously through what God God has been showing you. Hmm. Um, but what has been a, uh, a ha- the hardest challenge uh, or a difficult challenge mm-hmm. uh, that you've experienced in, in planning Glass City? Um, developing rhythms of rest have been uh, the first three years. I wasn't I wasn't taking a paycheck from the church. Yeah, um, I've always I've always had you know, other other sources of income to supplement uh, just because. Um, <clears throat> That's just the way that that's just the way that it has worked out. Um, but I mean, I, I remember. I think it was at least the first two and a half years I didn't take a Sunday off. And um, when I finally, the yeah, it was yeah, yeah, I was about two years in. I finally took a Sunday off, and um, I was I was not doing well emotionally. Yeah. And, and so, and my wife has always been a great barometer for me on that, and she's not afraid to tell me, "Hey, you're not afraid of, to call you out." <laughs> not at all. Not at all. She's a she's a she's a good woman, man. She's, she's a, a helper. She's a, you know, she, she cares for my soul. And, and so, um, yeah, developing, developing rhythms of rest. I mean, we, we preach for other people to, you know, to get time away and, and all that, but very, you know, very few pastors, um, I think feel like they can do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And again, it just, it comes back to, it's not about me. It's about, it's all about Jesus. And so, if if I believe that, then I can take periods of rest because I know that Jesus is the one who's in control and he's the one who's perpetuating and built. I mean, Jesus is the one who builds every church. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and um, um, what was the question again? Uh, just some of the har- some challenges, oh. uh, some difficult uh, things, maybe seasons or points, events. I, I, th- I think uh, another one is um, the – the, uh, the timing with which uh, leaders are appointed is, is yeah. a big one because um, sometimes I tend to wait too long and sometimes I, I am too quick. And I've been bitten by both of those and, and mm-hmm. I've learned from both of those. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it's important as soon as you can delegate other things, you know, because uh, a lot of pastors just feel like they, they need to do everything. Um, and, and that's not to say that you're not going to, you're not going to hit snags, um, because you will, uh, but those aren't necessarily bad things either. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be learned through, through mistakes that God allows you to make. Yeah. Uh, both in ministry and just in life in general. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, uh, as a church, do we think God is, is taking us? I mean, where do we see God working, uh, in our congregation? And that's something that, um, that I think about a lot. Uh, and I, and I, I always kind of, 
I was kind of land on, you know, what, one, one of one of my dreams, and I, I, I wait to see if this is, you know, one of God's dreams that he's given me for our church, yeah. is, is to be a church um, in different places around our city. Yeah. Um, if if not, you know, actual physical, because I, I, I don't feel, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding, well, um, I'm not, I don't feel led for us to have like a big main campus. Okay. You know, I want I want to I want to have five campuses of like a hundred people around our you know city. What self sustaining campuses? However many people that is. Yeah. You know that that the that the uh, the local giving would support what the, the church's ministry and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but really and truly, um, and and that could just start with you know small groups around yeah. the city. Uh, we we've we've tried a couple of those just to kind of see. You know, I'm I'm always I'm I love taking risks, uh, which drives my my wife crazy because. Um, you know, we're, 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 our personalities are very, very different and, um, I'm more of a risk taker challenger and she's more, you know, more likes, likes to keep even keel, which is why we work well together. She's the, she's the brake pedal. I'm the gas pedal. Yeah. And, um, but we tried that before and, and sometimes it's, it's really cool. And sometimes it happens, you know, it does what it's supposed to do and then it's done. Yeah. Um, and that's okay too. I'm not really worried about you know, well, what's this going to look like if it doesn't pan out? It's yeah. Like, well, what does it mean to pan out? Mm-hmm. You know, are people hearing the gospel? Then going, it panned out. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your, what is success? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think there's also something to be said for like stewarding your resources well. So we're not pouring a bunch of money in anything yeah. and, and then, you know, oh, it doesn't work out. No big deal. Um, but our, one of my convictions from the beginning is that Glass City does not get into a financial position that we can't sustain. And so we don't have a mortgage. We don't have debt. Mm-hmm. We don't have... You know, I mean, our, our, our budget is, is humble, um, by, by, you know, by comparison to other churches, our size in cities like ours. Um, and that's intentional. You know, we, we, uh, we do things when we can, we don't, we don't get ahead of that. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of peace to be had in that. And then we take risks where it makes sense to take risks, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, when it comes to loving people, when it comes to extending ourselves and, you know, maybe sacrificing some extra time and energy, yeah. Uh, which are, you know, which are, which are gifts from God to begin with. And so if we hoard them and we don't, you know, pour them out, then, uh, you know, I, I feel like we, we, uh, we could miss some opportunities. Yeah. So s- summing it up, I mean, taking risks, but not being risky, would you say that's a fair? Yeah. Well, not, not being, uh, not being, not being reckless, you know, being, yeah. just being, uh, trying to, trying to stay in step with what God's calling us to just listening a lot. Yeah. Um, I, 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 my own tendency, because I am a, I'm an extroverted kind of person who, who actually recharges like an introvert, which is weird, but yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, the, the where do we see Glass City going is, is, is just continuing to be faithful, uh, in, in, in sharing the gospel with, with people who are far from Christ and discipling, uh, people, um, you know, just pushing them towards Christ, whether, whether they, you know, what, whatever the situation is, you know, just being, being on, being watchful. Um, you know, this, this past week, um, finished preaching first Corinthians, preached the whole 16th chapter. And in that he says, you know, he's like, be watchful, you know, be, be, you know, stay, stay steadfast, you know, stay solid. I can't remember the exact wording. Um, and then he says, act like men, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and that's, that's something that's, that's really, uh, exciting to me, um, that, that, that we would, um, just use our, use whatever we have as, as men. And then also as women, um, in our congregation, uh, to, to be, just to be faithful, you know, um, yeah. what do I want to see? I want to see 10 churches in, in Toledo filled with not just recycled Christians from other churches that happened to see something new and wanted to go run towards yeah. that, 
but actual conversion growth, you know, yeah. where people are, are coming to know Christ and that's how the church is uh, is is growing. Um, I'm not I'm not you know anti church you know people you know leaving churches or going to churches that are different or whatever. Yeah. Um. But but you know I I I just get excited about um you know seeing people who just come to know the Lord and then thinking well, you know what if this is you know a future elder of a church or what if this yeah. is you know somebody who who um you know. Not not just looking at them as okay. Well, now they need to be discipled, and yeah. you know, hopefully they'll stop sinning. And <laughs> you know, it's like, no, man. What, what's God's What's God's call in this person's life? And, yeah. and and trying to trying to you know shepherd them in that way. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so as we uh, close out our time, uh, so I mean, as uh, I mean, you touched on it briefly, um, but as as pastor. Uh, and um, shepherd of Glass City, I mean, what are you praying for specifically as we <clears throat> enter the, this, uh, not only the new year, because it's, I mean, the new year is fastly approaching. I mean, it's already almost November. A uh, mm-hmm. couple months, it'll be a month, it'll be Thanksgiving, and then another month, it'll be Christmas, and then the new year. Um, you just made me feel really stressed out. That's th- thank you for that, Justin. I appreciate. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm. It's my spiritual, spiritual gift. Spiritual right? gift, yeah, yeah. It's stressing people spiritual out. Spiritual gift of discouragement. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm good at it, right? Uh, but with all that being said, I mean, with the new season, uh, not only obviously the new season of this this next coming year, um, but also in the season of ministry that we're in right now. Uh, what are you praying for specifically? Uh, wanting the Lord to, to come through on. Mm. So a couple things. Um, one of them is, you know, we, like I said, we just finished first Corinthians and then we're going to, we're going to have a few weeks here in November. Um, and I think I, I'm, I don't want to say what we're doing yet, but, uh, and then we'll be getting into Advent. And so one of the things I'm praying for is God, what is the, what is the book of the Bible you want us to kick off in January? This past January, we kicked off, you know, first Corinthians, I preached 35 weeks in that we had a couple of weeks in there, uh, where I was gone or, or, you know, there were other, uh, kind of, you know, one-offs and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just praying, God, you know, what, what is the next book that you want us to preach through? Cause we do, we preach, you know, we preach through books of the Bible, verse one, chapter one, you know, through, through the end. Um, and so, uh, and it was right around this time last year that God laid it on my heart to preach the first Corinthians. Um, mm-hmm. another thing I, I, I'm, I'm praying for is, you know, Justin, you, and then, and then Mike, uh, Louvier here, our, uh, our, our engineer, um, slash lead guitar player, slash, uh, Adidas ambassador slash, you know, um, slash, uh, what is it? Uh, beat lab, uh, Ooh, you got doctor. Beat lab. Is that, I don't know. He's got a PhD in beat in the beat laboratory. Okay. Okay. Right. Guy's got his beakers and his, uh, Bunsen burners and all that. Bunsen burners. Um, but and like, his, uh, honestly, mics. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for, you know, you guys have, have really, uh, done an, an incredible job of, of launching this kind of media ministry of our church where we're, you know, we're looking at video, we're looking at podcasting, we're looking at, you know, even recording some original songs, um, you know, putting video of the sermon up online for the first time. I mean, we're getting to be 10 years old now, so I actually have a, a 10-year-old daughter, uh, and I'm just thinking about kind of where she's at developmentally and things yeah. like that, and then kind of looking at our church. Um, you know, we're, 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 you know, fifth graders or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, um, so I'm just praying for that cause I'm super pumped about it. And I think that you guys are, you guys have a real passion for it. And so I'm praying for you guys, uh, because, um, I do, I do want to uh, be able to, um, just share what the Lord is doing and, and, and share how the, you know, how the, just the, the, the teaching, uh, that God is, is, you know, taking us through and all of that sort of thing. Um, with, with other people who may not, uh, have, have, uh, been introduced, 
uh, to the the ministry here at Glass City. And so, uh, just praying for for the multiplication of that. You know, see fruit from that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just praying for you know for for. I, I just want to see more people come to know Jesus in our city. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I want to play our part well, whatever that is. Um, I don't want to try to be something we're not, but I also don't want to, you know, neglect becoming something that God is calling us to become. And so, uh, and he's never led us wrong before. He's never, you know, he's never let us down. Um, he's never uh, taken us uh, in a direction that we shouldn't have gone. And so just yeah. to, to be in step with the spirit and to be uh, sensitive to, to his leading. And uh, other than that, man, you know, there's, if we can, if we can do that well, you know, if we can, if we can persist in that, you know, uh, gosh, and persevere uh, through the different seasons and, and ups and downs that, that are uh, inherent in church planting and church ministry and Christian living, um, you know, for healthy marriages in our church, for healthy parenting. And we just had a, a parenting, um, a conf- uh, not conference, but kind of a, uh, a seminar a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so just doing, just trying to do the things because I guess, and I'll, I'll end on this, um, I I really feel convicted about the fact that, you know, we, as we follow Christ, you know, there, there's there's this weird kind of thought process out there that we just need to, like, be doing these huge, amazing, you know, crazy, um, you know, spectacle-type things. And, and, and yes and amen, if that's what God's calling us to. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I want to also encourage you know just just being a regular dude who loves Jesus and just goes and works a job and and is faithful to share his faith and faithful to love on the people you know a, a regular you know mom or or, or you know wife or, or single lady who who just you know goes to school or, or or you know stays home with her kids or or you know is part of the PTA or whatever that is like where it's very much you know being a native missionary you know where it's like you know this is my I'm indigenous to this culture uh i don't need to go to india you know and if a guy calls me too great but if not yeah. you know it's like man we got a mission field here we got a lot of people who don't know jesus mm-hmm. and um so just being a regular dude or, or, or a regular gal who who just does life with gospel intentionality that's what i'm praying for for our for our church to to be to be salt and light in that way yeah yeah i mean wise wise uh the lord is uh definitely faithful uh to empower us to do that and mm-hmm. Uh, We can't, like you said earlier, uh, rely on anything else besides him. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.